Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk, where each of us brings forth five topics to discuss. My name is Mark, and also we got John, Pete, and our special guest, Dr. Colin Beach. Uh, is he here? He's not. He's, he's not him. here, but he hopefully will be joining us very, very soon. He will but not. But anyway, he, he will not? Okay. He will not. He will not. We're getting him, we're getting him scheduled later, in the, uh, later right. in the show schedule for season three. And um, Technical difficulties. It's he okay, has a tr- he's trouble with the man. The man has told him he can't use the internet, and so we have to <sighs> figure out how to make the internet possible. That's what you got to you know, do against Big Brother, right? It's right? funny. I'm actually going to f- go into that uh, whole can of worms tomorrow. My first day we're <sighs> testing working remote. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Did we enjoy our break? I missed you so much, Mark. I, I saw Pete a lot, but I missed you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pete had a birthday over the break. Happy birthday, did. Pete. He did. Yes. He is old like me now. Yeah. If people were uh, following on on Facebook, if you know me, um, I'm also going to be a dad. Hey! What's up with that? Wait, soundboard. These balls soundboard. Could talk. I'm not yeah. ready. Bam, 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 bam. We'll do it. Yeah. In a, we'll do it live. <laughs> My lovely wife, Steph, is doing November, uh, and we'll keep you up to speed as things go. We should do like a eight month pregnant Steph episode. Baby, watch. I think she'd really enjoy that. <laughs> Maybe watch. <laughs> Just have like a graphic in the left or in the side. Like <laughs> we can do the fruit. We'll put the fruit on the show. Uh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll take Just that. Just like re- real time. Like this is Steph's baby size. Yeah, it'll be awesome. All right. So normally yeah. we would take this opportunity to talk to our guests, ask them some questions. Um, we were going to have a special segment for Doctor Beach. What do you guys want to talk about? There's there's definitely lots going on. Uh, we were going to talk about sports gambling with Dr. Beach. Should we uh, talk a little bit about that? Sh- I think we should talk about sports gambling. We yeah, should we definitely talk can. about sports gambling. So there's definitely a huge hypocrisy with regards to sports gambling. For a while, it was definitely kind of a, a, a dirty word and you weren't allowed to do it, especially the, the, the players weren't allowed to bet. But now it's all oh, over yeah. the place, right? Every state now wants their piece of the pie. Uh, there's all you see are ads now for, you know, for FanDuel and for uh, DraftKings. I mean, ev- everything is just about betting now whenever you watch any kind of sports game. Um, I don't know, guys. Do you think this is about where they expected it to be or are we starting to get a little bit out of control here? Well, I think the real issue in sports gambling right now, as far as um, in the in the realm of the NFL, and I think it's the technology that surrounds it, mm-hmm. and the fact that it is incredibly easy to gamble in sports. Um, I'm I possibly have a question about this, but um, the uh, Professional and Amateur Sports Protections Act was just uh, repealed five years ago, yep. and um, what did that since- say then? Uh, well, I mean, that essentially was the rule that sports gambling couldn't happen anywhere but Nevada. And that was since 1992. And so Ooh, it okay. just got repealed five years ago. And that was the since, big no sports betting rule. That Correct. was the big, yeah, the big no sports betting. And since then, 33 states have launched legal betting markets and regulated wow. sports books. I didn't realize it was that many states yet. Yeah, so everybody's like, oh, we can make a bunch of money on sports gambling. It's amazing. And of course, the state was like, well, we want to get our piece of the pie, right? There so is another um, 
there's another violation right now in in the Colts camp that the NFL is um, investigating. And so, mm-hmm. um, oh, I did. Hear, what players are involved in that? Do we know yet? The main name in the investigation is, is Isaiah Rogers, and Isaiah Rogers is a cornerback. I think he's their kick returner too. I believe. Yes, like, hmm. I think he's on the special teams as well. He's a really he's a really good kick returner. Actually, I think they drafted him specifically <laughs> for that, and he they also just made him a, a cornerback. Yes. How convenient is it though that the NFL this year decided to have a rule that now isn't it like any fair catch from any kickoff just starts at the 25 no matter where it is? Yeah, yeah, you you could catch so, it uh, kind of nullifies any kickoff. Yep. <laughs> most kickoff returns. It's like I mean they, the NFL is I, trying I don't like that rule. They're trying I, I get, to I get, get safe, to safer on especially on the kickoffs. Like I mean yeah. kickoffs are extremely They're violent. Brutal. And, yeah, and brutal. Yeah. So I, I I understand what they're trying to do, but unfortunately, it just makes it really. Why have a kickoff at all now? Just That's have the ball on the twenty-five, right? Have the ball on the twenty-five and go from there. Yeah. That was a bit of a segue, gentlemen. But still, I mean, there is a good point. <laughs> I think I mean, it's valid. Everybody is trying to make the game, all the games, all the games safer, all the games faster, all the games more exciting. We talked about baseball a ton of times. How baseball is a really prim- prime component of this, and like we're just we're trying to. Um, get sports to a place that is overall better um, for everybody, for the players too. So we'd love to, you know, all you that are listening to uh, or are watching us right now uh, live, please c- throw in some comments and what you guys think of sports gambling and whether it's okay, uh, whether you don't think it's okay and whether or not the athletes should participate. I'd love to, love to hear whether you guys think about that. What's, what's your app mm-hmm. of choice, Mark? I don't do it. I have, I have yet to do what? any kind of gambling. I really, what? I know. I know. We've talked about this before. I, I haven't gone to the casino in a while. So both the big ones, DraftKings and FanDuel, actually, I definitely know DraftKings, is actually based in Boston. So I, I kind of feel like I have to support DraftKings more. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, um, this, there is only like two or three um, outlets that the NFL has allowed. And so it's FanDuel and DraftKings and actually Caesars. So they partner with Caesars. And um, the Caesars app is really great, but there's a ton, a ton of money to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, we, um, the last Super Bowl, not the, the one at um, Jeff's house, hey Jeff, um, but the <laughs> one before that, um, we played tons of prop bets. There's tons of really easily accessible prop bets and parlays and all this cool stuff you can do. And a lot of them, especially in New York, if you sign up, they'll um, they'll give you a bunch of money. They give you free money, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Bunch of money. I mean, it's hard to say no to that, right? I feel like that's kind of the MO of like all this stuff. It's it's illegal. And then the second it isn't, it's like, let's make the biggest yeah, yeah. industry out of it possible and just get a ton of revenue. Why don't we get going on our normal topics, right? Hey, I, I don't know. John, you want to start this one? We'll change we'll switch things up a little start? bit. That's very yeah, I think exciting. So. Especially considering, excited. I guess you want, we had a, we kind of transitioned to one of your topics already, right? Oh yeah. We kind of talked about that, but that's okay. I got more. <laughs> I actually, and I actually, of my topics, I do not have a football topic. Well, and then I'm going to ask you another football topic. Sure. Um, in classic Gus fashion, um, we're going to spend some time talking about the Buffalo Bills drink. Uh, <laughs> this, this week, the Bills broke ground Cheers. on the new $1.54 billion Orchard Park Stadium. Uh, wow. first, before the first shovelfuls were dug, owner Terry Pagula looked at the sky addressed former owner Ralph Wilson and said, Ralph, we're moving across the street. I love Which it. was funny and heartwarming and like a really nice moment. Um, yeah. The new stadium is scheduled to open in 2026 with $850 million of the cost being picked up by taxpayers. Uh, the deal itself has been questioned with critics referring 
to it as corporate welfare in using taxpayer funds to support Pagula, who is worth $6.7 billion. As well, it has been asked whether it would have been better to bring the bills back to playing in Buffalo to revitalize the city. And so firstly, and I was going to ask this specifically because Colin was here and he's also from Buffalo, but for Pete mm-hmm. and Colin, um, are okay. you gents excited about the promise of the bills in Buffalo for another 30 years because they signed that lease for 30 years? And what are your thoughts about taxpayers paying more than half of this stadium since their current one was deemed too expensive to repair? I love the first one. I don't love the second one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why that is the case. It would be different. I I almost would have preferred it if it was a more expensive stadium that was a dome that would have year-round use for concert venues, for different things, different activities, in addition to football, because then it really would feel like something the city had and, and would use. Like, right, it would be a big entertainment and revenue draw to Buffalo on top of just the bills. But this stadium seems like the perfect football stadium and nothing football. else, especially for football. Buffalo. So. I mean, yes, I, I know for the way the Bills fans are so attached to the team and so passionate that, you know, if you word it the right way, I'm sure many wouldn't mind fitting footing the bill, but that's a lot of money. And these people have so much money, like Terry, you know, well, that's how the rich stay <laughs> rich, right? They don't spend their money. Yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, oh, the ugh. thing that threw me off about this story and the reason I bring it up is because it's three quarters of the cost. I mean, they're going to half of the cost uh, of a giant, yeah, a little a over giant, half, yeah. a giant stadium. It's that, a huge I mean, amount. Yeah. And, and Pete was telling me um, yesterday um, that they do need it. Right. You said that in mm-hmm. five years, the, the, the current um, stadium will be deemed um, unlivable. Uh, yeah. The upper decks were, <laughs> were basically declared structurally unsound within five years. Well, see, I mean, that's a problem. So, yeah, I mean, that's a very big the fact one. of it is that as good as they were in the 90s and they're as popular as maybe they've ever been in other markets because it was cool to be a Bills mm-hmm. fan before they got real good. It was real cool. Bills to be Mafia a Bills travels fan. very well nowadays. Yeah, Bills we, Mafia travels really they might well. be more popular than they were in the 90s at this point. Just, right. just and from a national scale, I, I think. All right. I mean, we can ask Pete because he's been a Bills fan since the 90s so, or since the <laughs> 80s even. <laughs> Late and everyone 80s, who is yeah. younger than that, the list in the 80s did exist. It wasn't that great. I think people remember it greater than it actually was. <laughs> but then again, we were just kids. So, I mean, with regards to Pete, you mentioned something about uh, you wish it could be used for concerts. I mean, keep in mind, football is played during the bad weather season. So you could still have concerts uh, at an outdoor stadium. Gillette does that all the time. <laughs> in fact, Gillette yeah. hosts a lot of concerts uh, during, in the, middle of during a snowstorm? the year. Um you you don't have you don't why are you hosting concerts in the in a snowstorm? Most most bands are touring during the summertime. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I mean they can still do a ton of stuff with it. I I don't know. I, I guess um, that was another point though of like why are you hampering an offense that's kind of made for a dome? <laughs> well, that's the other another thing is that you know one of the big draws for Buffalo is home field advantage is the cold weather because you know teams that aren't that do play in domes, they don't yeah. like the cold weather. So it's a big home field advantage to be able to play in cold weather, right? I would say that until Cincinnati clobbered them in the playoffs. That was embarrassing. Well, I mean, they did try to do the same play for the second half. So never mind. There was, Four verticals, there, right? There was yeah. that. <laughs> right in a row. Well, like, oh, actually, look, they're going to throw. Quick segue on that one. Um, former Bill Isaiah McKenzie actually opened up in an interview and was Current talking about giant. that. 
Yeah, current giant current because giant. you know because Brian Dable's just that one in there, John. Didn't Brian, <laughs> Brian Dable's just got the vacuum cleaner going the, from the Buffalo organization. Oh yeah, yeah. They're even Josh tying. Josh trying to do the same thing uh, with Patriots. Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. He's oh, got to yeah, start totally. this year, man. Yeah. Be, no, I mean he's good. He? Maybe. Yeah. Well, like yeah. WR four. He killed the end of last season. He, sc- he's, he he's scored great... more touchdown and got more yards on the Giants than he did in his entire build. Oh, n- not McKenzie. You're talking about the other guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, Hodgins. Hodgins. Yes, I, I, Hodgins. I thought you were talking about McKenzie too. No. I thought you Hodgins were, is like going to start nothing but slot receivers. <laughs> yeah, nothing but slot receivers. All well, slots. and when D Hop when D Hop decides he wants to play East and not West in New York, we're going to really yeah, enjoy. He's that not going to be a giant. Sorry to interrupt you, Pete. Um, I read no, an article okay. recently about the reasons that he would do very well on the Giants, and I felt very good about it. Hmm. Okay. D Hop I mean, would do sorry. well anywhere. He's, because he's that kind of a wide receiver. Just he was all talk about wanting to hunt for a championship and, and do all that and screw the money. And now apparently the tune has changed. I just want the biggest payout possible. Yes. So I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. He can do that. Did I, you, I can't blame what, him. It's early. It's is, early. Can you guys explain to me, by the way, I was very confused on the sports cycle today when I saw that um, the, the, the Vikings were going to drop. They did. They did drop Cal- Dalvin Cook today. Dalvin Cook's out. How do you drop Dalvin Cook? You're just like he's eh, worth a lot of like I, I think it was him. like over nine million dollars. They yeah. I mean, is this Thielen's just the conversation that we've been having that maybe a RB one is just not a worthwhile investment? That's what everyone thinks now. Yeah, I mean, not to the extent that it used to be. I and mean, if it did is, did Tony Pollard ruin it for everyone? Uh, I, don't I know don't Derek know. Henry. That wasn't. Uh, they were they were considering trading him as well. The Titans because. Yeah. He's uh he's worth like uh, I don't know off the top of my head like what maybe twelve or fourteen million Henry at twenty six okay yeah I would pay that but you, you know these running backs that. as they approach thirty unfortunately have decades of data that shows it just falls off a cliff he's Derek Henry Pete, before though. we before we move on Pete did you want to say the thing you were gonna say so I feel bad because I'm just being loud and Italian with my big red shirt on oh. do you guys like my shirt I do like it yeah that, that is pretty right, cool. fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say Mackenzie. Uh, was on interview basically saying that the he thought their offensive play calling was garbage and that that game against Cincy and they were they were playing. You think? Well, <laughs> but specifically that all of the play calling was for basically in a dome early in the season. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just verticals. It was it was a lot of very complex and very like cutting kind of routes that you just can't do in the snow. And Cincy mm. simplified their game plan immensely and it allowed them to just do very simple moves that took the most advantage of the snow. So basically they just super got out coach. And I think they were just out of gas. Yeah. That, that season took a toll on that team. we like that really panda. badly. Hmm? Wop, 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 wop. It happened. Next topic. So big news in the world of professional golf was announced this week when the professional golf association, AKA the PGA and the Saudi Arabian backers of the live tour said that they were going to merge. Two years ago, the creation of the Live Tour caused a huge divide amongst professional golfers, including lawsuits and suspensions. But all that seems to be in the past now. Uh, (laughs) There were major differences between the tours, including one less round of 18 holes and guaranteed money for the golfers. However, Live did not have the media coverage or the loyal following that the PGA possesses. So, everyone, why did the PGA and Live Tour ultimately merge? And what might be the lasting effects? Money. Money, money, mm-hmm. money, money. Absolutely. Money, you money, know something where does that money come from? I read two Ooh, articles places. on this researching, and I was totally going to write one. And I was like, Mars writing this question. I need to not I'm write totally this I'm totally writing question. this one. 
<laughs> I might have another golf question too. Amazing. That's I love right. it. Um, I think that, and it's, even though it's their, it's their PR push, um, I think it's true. They are doing it for the betterment of professional organized golf in the future. Now, did every professional golfer that they interviewed say, what? I don't How did that happen? I mean, they were all flabbergasted. They were like, that's They impossible. weren't told. Nobody was told for, of, of this deal. except and, and Greg Norman, who's like the president of Liv, was told like 10 minutes prior to them announcing it. Greg Norman? Greg Norman. The, Greg Norman. the shark. Pete, can you do an Australian accent? For <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Greg Norman. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. Excellent. Really funny. I thought that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but I, I, but all right so now yes this essentially is going to be more money for the golfers now uh the pga is actually a non-profit organization really? uh, now having yes that is that is a truth fact hmm. now having them having this now be backed by saudi arabian investors i'm not 100 sure what that does to their non-profit status but they are now going to be getting, I mean, there's, there's just going to be more money involved with everyone. Now, the big thing is there was a lot of mudslinging going back and forth between all the golfers that went to live and people that were in the PJ Tour. So now, do they just welcome them back with open arms? Uh, there's, there's some people saying that they might have to reapply to join the PGA because they were, a lot of them were suspended from the PGA or just mm. taken off altogether. So we'll see what's going to happen. There's a, there were a lot of butts hurt uh, in, in, with this whole deal. <laughs> a lot of butts, Many hurt. butts were hurt. A lot of butts hurt. I don't know. Many, <clears throat> no butts were harmed in the making of the, the new golf association. So we'll see what happens with this. But I mean, uh, how, how would, how do you guys feel? Cause this is again, backed by Saudi Arabian people that you know there's a lot of controversy going on with saudi arabia right like they're yeah they're, they're not ties our to 9 11 mm -hmm. uh, the whole uh potential murder of jamal uh Gashogi. i hope i got that name right the <laughs> that journalist from the washington post yeah i don't know what you're talking about so i'm sure to me it just feels dirty like, money I mean, dirty yeah. money potentially yeah. Sure. I mean, it, I mean, it just, just re reinforces that these large entities that have a bunch of money only care about one thing, and that's more money, regardless of who they hurt in the process or what they stand for. And that, that's all it is. And it's not even like the whole company. It's a couple people at the very top. And everyone <laughs> has a price, potentially, right? Sure. If you throw enough money at someone, then they'll ignore but, things, potentially. I don't yeah. know. But I, I feel like even as a business decision, this is potentially bad news. I mean... If all this funding is why coming from, this, from a business perspective, I mean, right now, yeah, it's a big payoff. But I mean, like, what if this live group just decides to completely like screw over the whole PGA and just dismantles it, or, or you know, they they get their money or they're bored with it and they're like, you know what, no, screw no, America. They're, they're, and, part part <laughs> of the merge was certain organizational things that had to stay in place. Like, okay, that that was definitely something that they did agree. But um, it's funny. So going back to Greg Norman, he did kind of. Mm -hmm make an announcement it's like well the live tour is still going to go probably go on even after this merge and i don't i don't know what he's mm. what he's thinking what are they going to do about I, the different set of rules do you think they're going to follow the pga rules that's awesome they're going to yeah. shift like what did this what did this really accomplish this what this accomplished was the players are going to get more money that's really all this really accomplished yeah i mean there's definitely a side of me that wishes there could be another way for that but i mean then again they're already making a bunch of money so it is time for the next topic okay Okay. okay, time for the next topic. So, I 
wanted to take a moment on the show this week because it's such big news and talk about it. I walked out of my building for lunch on Tuesday and was shocked by the state of the air in the sky. Uh, as I missed the news and the warnings from Alexa and my phone, the air quality index in Albany was a shocking 155. There's a number for that. I just learned about that this week in AQI, uh, which is inside the unhealthy status. Um, today, uh, Yesterday was over 300 in Yonkers, which is insane to me. That's I actually saw somebody show like 390. Deep. Yep. Um, air quality alerts have been issued for more than 17 states from Kansas to Vermont due to the wildfires in Quebec, where more than 160 forest fires are currently active. Uh, Canada is experiencing one of the worst starts to its wildfire series uh, season ever recorded. Uh, more than 6.7 million acres in the country have already burned in 2023. Oof. With and more so, than that now, I think it's up, up to over 9 million. Oh my God. Oh my and that was literally because I wrote this on Tuesday. That's like three days, right? Uh, yeah. So why does the threat of dangerous forest fires seem more real than ever before? And how does government support need to change to effectively warn at-risk people? Climate change, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, unfortunately, this is, uh, this is the fruits of 150 years of pumping carbon into the air and changing, mm-hmm. like raising global temperature, which changes the jet stream. It changes different water currents. It changes air currents. So... You've taken what used to be a very wet, temperate, cool climate up there and have turned it into a warmer, drier one that, you know, one dry thunderstorm is all it takes to set nine million acres of it on fire. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, wildfires are a necessary part of the world's cleaning process, right? It has to happen. It does have to happen. Yeah, it has to happen and it has to stop. Yeah, not at that. Right. Just not at the scale that it's happening at is the problem. And I mean, because of your... it looked like the apocalypse in New York this week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse. It, it reminds I, me I of... I heard um, the word dystopia turn around. Yeah. Yes. Dystopia. Dystopian Manhattan, like in a <laughs> movie, you guys. Yeah, seriously. It reminds me of LA. Uh, was it pre-pandemic or like right during the pandemic? It was in 2020 because literally really um, I just had a, convers- too. Yeah, I had a conversation with a colleague where I work um, who literally did green energy out in California and came here in 2020, 2021. He was like, it reminds me of when I left, when I left. I was like, oh, it sucks, <laughs> sucks man. It's your fault. It's you been following get away from you. It. Yeah. Did, did you guys hear the term purple alert come out too? No. No. So that has to do, yeah, that, that term came out is that has to do with bad, uh, bad air quality, mm. a purple alert. The dangerous is the purple. That's the purple color, right? Yeah. The purple color is the worst one. So this actually, uh, this, this is kind of old news, believe it or not, in my neck of the woods. Last week, there were wildfires in Nova Scotia, and, mm. and they made a way down to uh, to Providence. And it's when I went outside uh, for lunch, and it smelled like a campfire outside. That smelled delicious. Oh, so you guys must have got a. It's. Wow. Del- yeah. I don't know about the <laughs> FAU words. It smelled delicious. like particulate yeah. matter. You must have got a bad. It, it did then. get hazy. Um, now it didn't quite get as hazy and and cloudy as it did in in New York and in DC mm-hmm. and Philadelphia, uh, but it, I mean it had an orange hue too. Uh, like yep. at like three four o'clock in the afternoon, almost straight out of a movie. Um, yeah. It almost looks like a, you're in a sci-fi film where it's like, oh, this is what it would look like if you were living on a planet revolving around like a red dwarf instead of our sun. Like it was just this red ball look, but like not a sunset time of day. It's like high up in the sky is a red ball. You're like, what the hell? I mean, most Weird. of the eastern seaboard was under smoke this week. Um, Absolutely, a good yeah. portion of the a good portion of the country was under smoke this week. It's everywhere, but. But like California, if you look at the maps that NASA has put out, because actually 
And a part of this question, I think, is that me as a person who has never experienced a real wildfire emergency in my whole life living in the Northeast, um, I didn't even pay attention when I saw it on Alexa. I remember seeing it. I was like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just moved on with my day. And I was like, I looked <laughs> at it. But then you go outside and you're like, what the? <laughs> oh, great. Because it was, this was like Monday night. I saw the, the, the mm-hmm. warning. And on Tuesday, and, and now my wife, who is asthmatic. <clears throat> hi, Mel. Um, good sound. That's a good sound effect, Mark. You should you should record. That, that. sounded like a cartoon sound. It was, it was like Whoop! very good. Um, she needs to like wear a mask and be actually careful. And so I don't know yeah. if education needs to rise or warning systems need to rise. We do all carry supercomputers in our pockets. So yeah, why wasn't there like a giant alert that went out to everyone's phone? There was. I guess. Yeah, National Weather was, Service should have had it was something. In, it was in the Apple data weather, and nobody looked at it. Oh, that's weird. I didn't get. I didn't get an alert. Nobody looked. See, at yeah, it. I didn't get anything either like usually i'll get pinged for like a severe thunderstorm warning or something imminent like right you know when like when there's an amber alert in your area your phone goes crazy well i mean why didn't it is an amber why didn't our whole phone turn purple and be like well no but it's 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 the technology is out there like you can send out notification to everyone's phone yeah and i i don't know maybe it's never maybe just it's never happened before so they were like oh crap we we should have sent something out not I, I did know. find some really cool live maps that you got. Um, so if you want the NASA website, you Google NASA air quality. You guys can find a ton of different stuff on this. Um, all actually really interesting if you care to learn. But they have... I had it open right here. Right? They have live yeah. air quality maps and live smoke states. Now, we're not going to... We're no, definitely not going to solve this case on, on this on this episode. But do you do you feel like this is going to be just... This is not now the norm. We're going to have to deal with wildfires like every single summer? I think so. I mean, I mean, we, we haven't even we haven't even talked about the California wildfires, and I mean that now they haven't had them happen yet, but in a it seems to happen every single summer now. Yeah, I mean it'll happen. It happens every summer in California. Yeah. So talking about wildfires is now just going to be a thing, right? It's going to be like <laughs> like whether or not Aaron Rodgers deserves to live or die, right, John? Probably, I mean, unfortunately, he can live. <laughs> he just is bad at football. I expect him to retire in I don't know September. Two seasons. Se- I, I give him two years. September. No, 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 no. He'll 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 put in one year with the Jets. Anyway, save that because one. we're potentially okay. going to talk about this. Ah, later. my favorite human. Uh, Get the next topic now. So I've yet another golf topic at hand, which I said before that includes the unveiling of golf's possible next phenom in Rojang. She is drawing multiple comparisons to Tiger Woods, including both going to Stanford and dominating at the amateur level. Last weekend, Zhang competed in her first professional tournament, and she actually won it. Tiger, Tiger Woods, Ooh. y'all. The last next big thing in women's golf was Michelle Wee, who had a long drive, but she didn't quite pan out as expected. So, everyone, is, is Ro Zhang the next Tiger Woods after winning her first pro tournament? I think that's awfully soon. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, she's I in mean, the pros. I mean, Tiger Woods had all this hype when he first day came out, and she won a tournament. Yeah. That's great, uh-huh. but well, no, but she she was she's been hyped for a while. Like mm-hmm. this, the, they, people were expecting her to play her first pro tournament, much like Tiger Woods. But unlike Tiger Woods, she won it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would love to say that I agree, and I I want to. But I'm also kind of like this goes back to an earlier episode, maybe back to season one when we were just talking about women's sports. And the sucky part about it is, will she have the same impact? Because a lot of like being the next Tiger Woods was generationally defining not Mm -hmm. just the sport itself, but 
the culture around it, the mm-hmm. the swag, the you know the EA the media coverage, change the game, the, the EA sports yeah, games completely, and everything around the game. Right, the right the merchandising, the game sports on a sponsor. Yep, it's in the game. I mean. Can I just say for a second we, for the, anybody we can make who doesn't 100%, 100% know us, 100% slider man. Let Pete finish. It, <laughs> hold on. I was going to say, dude, the the game because of Tiger Woods, we can now make 100% slider man oh, for, that plays golf. And how best awesome game. is that? The best game. Justin Timberlake <laughs> with an afro animated. Yep. If you don't if people here are less nerdy and don't know what 100% man is or woman in in this case, it's when you literally like create your own character in a sports video game and just put every slider possible to 100% like height, weight, so, muscles. So fat, Pete's rule like, in professional sports <laughs> video games that we used to play was that, okay, we're going to make you, this is you, if you tried your hardest for five years to make a professional sports team. Like to actually get in shape. Yeah. To actually like get in shape and like, you know, mm-hmm. learn sports. Five years. That sounds time committing. Time committing <laughs> I mean, and, and difficult. And like like we, five we, years would actually do it. But you get my point. You'd have to like eat right for five years too, right? Yeah. Do I get Tiger Vision? I just want Tiger Vision. Ooh, um, ooh bum, I don't know. That was easily, by the I way, mean, the one that we played a lot, Mark. That was easily the best golf yeah, you game guys that was ever made. Absolutely. Ever made Absolutely. In, in the world. I loved I loved that game. Mark was very good at it. I was pretty good at it. I wish I was really that good in my real golf game. You know, every time I go out there, I think I have Tiger Vision, and it's not even close. They should hook up like Tiger Woods Golf to the the golfing simulators, the indoor ones. Uh, I know, John. I know you have. Pete, have you done a a simulator? I haven't. I really want to. There is a new one, newish, by us in Schenectady that looks really, really cool. I I still can't wait till the Top Golf by me gets built. I'm coming out. I I drove by it the other day. It looked. It was amazing. I really can't wait. You guys, if you guys are ever in like Vegas or uh, Arizona, they do have one in Jersey as well. You should try a Top Golf. What the way that I love to describe Top Golf to people is it just imagine a driving range and a bowling alley combined into one. Yes, I've and seen it's a lot of it's so many YouTube videos Amazing. on Top Golf. Top Golf looks super fun. It's so there much are lots of Top Golf YouTube videos. If people like Top Golf, not a sponsor. Top Golf, not a sponsor. YouTube, <laughs> not a sponsor. Even though YouTube, we could be a sponsor if you'd like. <laughs> um, but a lot of videos of uh, people just like one hand swinging like 350 yard drives on the top floor of a Top Golf. People doing lots of Happy Gilmore swings. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yes, Pete. So we need to go to the bunker. The bunker, not a sponsor, um, in Schenectady because the bunker has sure. Beer, I love it. Has golf and beer, and it looks fun and new. Sounds good. So, so remember, all right. So yeah, back, back to, back uh, to the, the original topic, question, though. though. Sorry, yeah. Back, back to the original question. Pete, Rojang, I, I remember about, that name? I don't know I anything actually, about Rojang. I I know. I I really do think she is going to be a phenom. Like well, she's, she's young too. Uh, Michelle Wee had got a lot of hype. But Michelle mm. Wee, all she really could do was hit the ball long. And she, it took her years to win her first tournament. Mm. Rojang did it in her first try. So that's pretty think, good. Yeah. I think this is, this is going to be a thing. I, she's going to be worth following, I think. Yeah. I see. Uh, she's like 20 years old, too. She's got a long career ahead of her if she yep. can stay healthy. Yep. Oh, my mouse just died. Fun, fun. It's a cool story, bro. Well, Pete, the producer, you should get a mouse that works, please. I got a. I got a charge cord for it. Nice. It's all good. Charge cord. So many issues this episode. Mark, have you been out yet on the golf course? 
So we, this is what happens um, when we do one live show and then we're off for two weeks and then come, expect to come back I mean, flawlessly. When I was da- when I was down in Florida back in March, I did, but I haven't I haven't gone since. Because it's like I will golf season, right? Well, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I I don't I have time so, to yeah. sleep. Never mind golf. Yeah. Well, yeah. are yeah. you up to yeah. ten jobs yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Mark's trying to beat me in more jobs, and he's winning. No, I have a lot. <laughs> Next topic. Dude, I wrote so many football questions. It is now June, and the NFL hasn't chosen this year's hard knocks team yet. Uh, it was chosen mm. in March last year. This is mainly due to the formula that is used to pick the teams. One, if they have a first-year coach in place. Two, if they've had a playoff berth in the past two seasons. Three, if they've appeared on hard knocks in the past 10 years. So of all the teams in the NFL, there are only four teams that are eligible. The Jets, the Bears, the Saints, and the Commanders. So, talking about my favorite human in the whole NFL, clearly it seems that the biggest <laughs> pickup of the offseason uh, on the Jets should be the obvious choice for Hard Knocks this year. Uh, it seems like the Jets coaches and management, however, have no interest in the show. Uh, so who would you want to be the Hard Knocks team? And is there a curse or is it just a distraction to an already struggling team? So I didn't realize that there was all that criteria. I didn't either. I thought it was so interesting. Because I was going to say, you should do the Lions again, because I think the Lions was the, the Hard Knocks team last it year. It was, and it totally helped, I guess. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that kind of that kind of answers the whether or not there's a curse. Uh, I thought the Jets did hard knocks relatively recent. Not in the last uh, 10 years or five years or whatever. Not really. They did um, it with Rex and actually looked up the video of mm-hmm. Rex who said a whole bunch of really ridiculous shit on hard knocks when they were on last. That, but it was when Rex, you know what team? when Rex was the coach. Sexy you, Rexy. You, you know a team that will never <laughs> do hard knocks? The New England Patriots. <laughs> Oh, that's, they really, that's, that's I, a I definite that, that actually, Bill Belichick yeah, will never allow. <laughs> hell, hell hath frozen over. If they're He's doing like, it. no, 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 Roger, no. Well, wait, so, uh, John, the, you said the Jets. Who were the other two, three teams? Uh, the Jets, the Bears, the Saints, and the Commanders. I could see the Bears. I was going to say the Bears. I think people want to follow Justin Fields and yeah. get to know him a little more. And yeah, that's a brand new regime. So and, that sounds and, like a pretty good side candidate. Note, Derek Carr in the draft looks too. jacked. He looks like he got angry in the office. Does he? Yeah. He looks great in OTAs. Oh, for the Saints. But jacked? I'm, I literally was like. <laughs> can, he, can, he not, can he not put I his arms down? I was watching him throw to Michael Thomas. And I was like, huh. And so I got a little gruff for this in our Dynasty League. But I, I traded um, two seasons ago now. Um, Kirk Cousin for Derek Carr. Thought it was one for one. Felt really one for one for me. I'm feeling you really, got ridiculed for that, didn't you? I got some gruff for that, but it's okay because he's my backup. Um, but okay. I feel pretty good <laughs> about Derek Carr on the Saints throwing a Michael Thomas. I gotta tell you, I would like to see that too. I feel and re- Chris Olave. Chris Olave. I think he got a major team mm-hmm. upgrade. Honestly. And uh, oh, he definitely if, got a team upgrade. Mm-hmm. If Kamara is not in jail, Alvin Kamara might coach. get a resurgence. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, if he you know. plays, <laughs> too soon, too soon. And talking about dynasty Bad. teams, by the way. So we were just talking about Dalvin Cook getting dropped, and the Dalvin Cook will land on his feet. But Pete's two starting running backs, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Who knows what team they're on next year? I know. Ooh. Well, Kamara is still on the Saints, right? 
I mean, yes, but he's for now. So yeah, for probably now. go to jail. So, but yeah, um, what if the Saints pick up Cook because of that whole situation? Ooh, what if Ooh, the Saints pick up? Right? It would be a nice pivot. Ooh, that's a potential. That is actually, uh-huh. a, I think that's a real possibility. I was just thinking that earlier, today. regardless of what happened with Camara. <laughs> right? Sure. I mean, they've done it before, right? They had they had Ingram and Camara as like a one-two punch uh, a couple of years at the end of Breeze's career. That I could true. see that happening, but it would not be good for my fantasy team. No. Have you guys heard who has been helping Derek Carr? No. Ooh. No. John Gruden. Ah, oh, yes. I actually really? did read that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. Trying they, to get his way back into the NFL. Both salty about getting punted out of the Raiders organization? Well, or both of them, right? And we just we recently yeah. talked about this, right? The Raiders aren't really very well managed or coached. Mm. I feel like they've kind of been fly by the seat of their pants for like their entire existence. Yes. They didn't work two seasons ago when they had uh, Rich Fasaccia, I believe, was the special teams coach, filled in as an interim coach, and they seemed to do all right, but they did him dirty. That is true. Mm, yeah. Well, and Silly just chasing Darren Waller off. I mean, literally like, hey, Darren Waller, I know you got married. Yeah, I but know. You, He's like, we don't need we you don't anymore. Need you. You're yeah. old and bad. He's like, I'm neither of those things. Uh, still one of the top tight ends in the league. So, yes. Darren, if you're listening. I think McDaniels want, was hoping that he get Gronk because he just wants to he just wants to build up another Patriots team. Patriots too. Darren, the if you're Patriots listening, um, I'm very excited for you this. You got season. Jacoby Myers. You did get Jacoby <laughs> Myers. That was oh yeah, one. he's good. He had Jared Stidham. I actually found out Jared Stidham mm. is no longer on the on the Raiders. Okay. Uh, but he got their, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah. Another former Patriot. Who's their backup QB? No. Uh, that's a that's an excellent question, Pete. Pete, you're so good at questions. And we should <laughs> we we should have researchers to look that. I'm stuff my own up, researcher. Right? Their backup QB is Brian Hoyer, who is bad at football. Oh, that's right, Brian Hoyer, oh. another former Patriot, the bad immortal Brian Hoyer, the immortal Brian is he like, Hoyer. Is it like 45? <laughs> I swear to God, Tom Brady, Josh, he's a forever backup. Josh Jacobs yep. and Devonte Adams are literally just going to quit and start their own team. <laughs> just like, yeah. what did you do to the things that I was here for? Seriously. No, I, I totally feel for Devontae Adams because that team was supposed oh, to be Derek Carr and him yep. taking over the world. And Waller. And got rid of Derek Carr. Yep. Well, and Josh Jacobs and, now and it's like Darren Waller. Jacobs, and that team yeah, was like, like really, really, really good on paper. He's a true professional. Devontae Adams is a true yeah. professional, so I give him he that. Is. He's he's not I don't think he's really telling us how he really feels, but I'd I mean he was pretty he was I... pretty pissed when it when it happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Completely justifiable you're my best friend best friend <laughs> next topic the head coach of the denver nuggets mike malone made a tirade after his team lost game two of the nba finals it took us this long to talk about the nba finals now this is a move that most coaches don't make during their post-game press conferences in fact most of them are pretty boring but it's definitely in malone's playbook as he's, he's done in the past now the nuggets did actually respond positively in game three against the miami heat by clobbering them in Miami with a 15-point victory that included their star, Nikola Jokic, with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. So, everyone, is it fair or foul for a coach to call out his team publicly? And how do you feel you would respond if you were called out like that? I mean, every sports movie in the whole entire universe has taught me that coaches can do whatever they want. If It's a sports movie, right? I mean, it's yeah. a sports movie. You're like, ah, you guys are a bunch of bums, even though they're the best team by far. <laughs> like, by far. Like, um, like the Mighty Ducks movies where 
the best team in the whole world, they lo- they lose the Mighty Ducks and they all get kicked off, or like they lose one game, or like they let <laughs> them. Sc- no, the worst movie trope is when they score one one goal or one point or one run or whatever game you're playing, and they're so mad that they got scored on, even though they maybe won by ten. So oh, I mean, yeah. uh, Murray also got a triple a thirty point triple double. Murray also got a triple double. Yep. Um, in that game last night, where they just got creamed. I was just talking to a colleague about mm-hmm. this. I think, unfortunately, the Heat are gassed, totally gassed. They, I think so. They had two games for the play-in. I mean, they're a great sports story, right? Um, they're they're the play-in story, right? Two games for the play-in, five against um the Bucks, um yep. six against the Knicks, seven against, against, the the Knicks, seven against the Celtics, and now they're playing the best team in basketball, and they won one, so that's great. But I mean, uh-huh. they got yeah. crushed in one and three, like it was embarrassing in one and three, and so I think they maybe win one more. So you think it's not going to be Nuggets and Six? Nuggets and Six, yeah. So I, my opinion on this is, I mean, even I think with a healthy Miami team, the Nuggets are just a, a huge matchup uh, against them. Like they, Jokic is a seven foot beast. Well, and Bama's tiny. And I mean, Bama's Bama's scruffy. exactly the the Heat. The mm-hmm. Heat don't really have a center. Right. Uh, like Bam is is six nine. He's listed as six nine. I don't know how tall he really is, but he's he's a, he's a stick tiny. too. Like he's very skinny, and Jokic essentially can do whatever he wants. Mm. And the time game two when they did actually uh, kind of stop Jokic, they they did try to double him a lot. That's the uh, way they win. Because they, by the way, they make it. I mean, if if you cover Jokic and he beats you, fine. He's the best player in basketball right now and he beats you but don't let him pass the ball don't let him get offensive well, that's re- a big thing right don't let He's him get offensive rebounds like you're letting him do too many things um to be so he he got, plays center the way like an nhl center plays right where they're kind like of. yeah i mean it's not they're basically like it's the same the word Pete, but it's not a r- relatable position <laughs> um, i was gonna say they're very different positions yeah. in basketball versus yeah, hockey the so it's it's very reminiscent of how the Celtics won in 2008 because they had, went went down to Kevin Garnett and Kevin Garnett essentially went down. He was down in the low block and he would kind of distribute the ball here or there. Uh, that was I, I love an offense like that. I, I and that that reminds me of the offenses you know of the late 80s, early 90s when you had all the big centers and it's essentially you just put it down low to the center and the center just did his thing. Mm. He either went to the basket or he he dumped it off. Having an offense go through a center is is going to always be my I mean, some my of the best offenses kind of offense. in the history of basketball. Mm-hmm. The Dr. J offense. I mean, some of the best nope. offenses go through the center. Kareem, Kareem's off. Shaq, Kareem and Shaq. I was going to say Shaq seems like he'd be the center, just like dominating. Patrick Ewing going to the Knicks. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so yeah. if you, I don't know if you're watching basketball in the '90s, Pete, but Shaq's thing was that he was stronger than everyone else. He wasn't taller than he just, everyone else, but he was stronger than everyone else. And he, so he just kind of shoved everybody out of the way. He would right? just, Large man, he would just continue right, moving just backwards up. until he was close enough because he was a very bad shooter until he was close yeah. enough that he could make it. Yeah, right. Well, he was why, just, sh- why shoot from all the way back there when you right. can just back your way that's in? Right. He was just like like bully, 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 layup machine. See, basketball that's is completely what I, that's different what I knew right about now, though, right? Like you got, I mean, and he is not playing anymore, but you have big power forwards and small forwards that are 6'10 that can shoot threes. You have guys who are 6'9 and 6'10 who carry the ball down. You have Jokic and you have um, mm-hmm. my brain, the guy in the Mavericks who is very tall for a point guard. Uh, Luka, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, very tall for a point guard. The world, the, like the dynamic is changing. And then you have Wembenyaya who is like a million feet tall. Victor Wembenyama. <laughs> he's like a million now feet he's, tall. Oh yeah, right. He's tall, we, we but he's not 
thick yet. So it'd be very interesting how mm-hmm. yet, yeah, because Anthony Davis was like that too. Yes. Anthony Davis got a little, he put a little bulk on him. It'll be interesting to see how Wembyama is used by the by Spurs, right? I believe the Spurs won uh, the, the NBA draft lottery. The Wembyama off. Yep, the Wembyama off. <laughs> no, that's Amazing. hard to say, it especially after you've had a few scotches. Right. The Wembyama yes. off. There's um pronunciation youtubes so you can have a guy with a really cool accent pronounce all the really hard names like like victor's oh yeah i did that for the sabers goalie yep. and that's how i found out his name is uka pekka lukanen yeah he says it just like that uka pekka lukanen yeah, lukanen which i think they they might trade him but yeah <laughs> the girl who plays i really really Chavez. really wanted to get a jersey of his but i don't think he's good enough can you say it again pete uka pekka lukanen <laughs> I think I could have you say that for the rest of the time. That should be our next soundbite for next topic. <laughs> Do you guys completely love, I mean, it's not new now, but I mean, for me, who doesn't really, really watch the Nuggets new uniforms. I love the Nuggets uniform right now. Mm. I haven't. I like the Nuggets old uniform. I think all old with, uniforms with and like all the rainbow backdrop and this with the city. I, I, I read oh. a theory um, in the 90s, maybe, maybe the, the early aughts. That um, football teams with terrible uniforms never won, and that's why the Bucks were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but they had like the orange creamsicle. Uh, the creamsicle never, never won I a love Super Bowl. They look so bad, right? <laughs> and the and the Chargers with the powder blues. Oh, right. So I bad. see. I like the powder blue Chargers. And that, that's why they tried to make the Bucks seem cool, right? The Pirates are all mean yeah. now, and the colors are not so stupid. Hey, they won shortly after they switched to that uniform That's too, right. right? That's right. It's one of the simplest jerseys of the Dallas Cowboys, and they won three or three of four or whatever yeah. like that. They they won three Super Bowls. Even and then their 49ers, are... they didn't have like more of the very uh, popular jerseys, and or they had a very simple jersey, and they yeah. won a lot of Super Bowls. The Cowboys, Although, you have said the odds right slightly. Did. But I was back in the day. Sorry, Mel. Just Mel hates when I say the odds. The that's what, like well, what else do we call them? Well, yeah, They're what? the aughts. That's like the word the double zeros. Do you guys the use double the, word, the double O's? Do you guys use the word tchotchke? <laughs> the double O's. No. Not in my daily life. I use tchotchke. I've heard I have of tons of tchotchkes. I can find a tchotchke. Here, I'll find a tchotchke what? for you guys. This is a tchotchke. Oh. Okay. It's a Reaper tchotchke. Them's the shakes. And so we haven't done this in a while. So in this episode's installment of the If These Balls Could Talk AI Corner, um, Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, recently testified before a U.S. Senate committee about the possibilities and pitfalls of a large language model AI. Uh, he said that AI could be as big as the printing press, but did acknowledge the dangers, which are in line with the ones we've discussed on the show already. So I'm not sure, and Pete will probably like to talk about this, but I'm not sure I'm okay with the head of an AI company talking to the government about what they should do with AI. Uh, what do we feel about this conflict of interests? And what changes do we foresee that AI will force into government policy and law? Well, we have a bunch of insider training for stocks. So, I mean, I don't see what the big problem is. <laughs> we're, all, we're already full on corrupt. <laughs> we, Why stop we've already, there? Yeah, just, just go full corrupt. Why not? <laughs> it's like Sam Altman <laughs> sitting in Congress going like, those guys, those AI developers, they're a bunch of criminals. Yeah, <laughs> like you should tax those guys. Like, how, what, yeah. the, so, what the fuck is that? Like, seriously, except for guys. our company, except yeah, you should treat our com- our AI company really well. <laughs> we'll advise you. We will definitely not invade the public the public specter and and uh, and. Ooh. I just got a cake delivery. You, you got guys. a cake delivery? That's amazing. Oh, Hi, Steph. Ooh, it's a cake. Bye, Steph. Aww. That was awesome. Steph didn't bring me I cake. A, I want a cake. Steph. Steph, yeah. if you're listening, Can she bring, bring me cake, cake to Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, it's like a three-week-old carrot cake, but sure. So, 
I guess the thought that we need to, uh, to push our, you know, just down is that AI is going to happen, right? It's going to be in everything. Um, it's already happening. And well, I mean, but just like right now, it's still like I like to discuss it because I like bleeding edge technology. But sure. Um, oh, yeah. Microsoft, and I've said this on the show before, Microsoft has invested over $2 billion in OpenAI, and they are cashing in their investment. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's already in Bing. Um, It's going into Microsoft Office. It already tells me how to write my emails in Outlook. Um, It already tells me how to write my emails in Gmail. Where? That's Google. Well, yes, I know it's Google, but I'm saying. Pretty much. I'm saying it's all language model AIs Mm -hmm. understanding the way I write and how what I want to say. And it gets it right a lot. And so... I like it a lot. I use it a lot, right? Anytime Melanie has like a creative question, she's like, hey, what should my friend name her Instagram? I'm like, well, let's just ask the uh, the AI because the AI will give me 10 suggestions in five seconds, right? And I'm a busy person and I don't have time to think about that stuff. But where do we stop, right? When I guess when it stops becoming a tool and it starts using us as a tool I, I don't know it's hard to make that distinction that's the thing right that, that's that happens in a lot of like movies and books the sure. fact that ai starts to create other ai right well wasn't there a situation where mm. two ai <laughs> like where two different ais were talking to each other and then they pulled the plug when they realized they were creating a new language that yes. only they could understand yes they pulled the that's plug. creepy that definitely happened they definitely did that like um, that actually happened. This, yeah. That's not even from a movie. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. The guy um, who was on the Bard team um, at Google, um, and he might be a crazy person, but he was convinced mm. that Bard was cognition and that there needed to be ethical treatment of Bard. And he actually got, he got put on leave because <laughs> Google HR was like, hey, Bard's not alive, yeah. bud. But you know, maybe <laughs> at a certain degree, it, if, it, if it talks like a person and acts like a person, what is it? Sure. There's, I took a few college courses early on as part of the communication part of my electronic media art and communication degree. And uh, one of the big things was <laughs> exactly that. It was talking about kind of AI driven communication of like, or computers communicating with humans. And really it's, I think that threshold is, there's no like objective one. I think it might be subjective for everybody. It's it's when you yourself perceive that as real. Like if you truly are convinced that that thing is real, then what's to say it isn't to you? That that's it's a creepy way to think about it, but we're getting deep. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the tree falls in a forest. Here, the tree, tree falls in a forest question, right? Like what what creates reality for you, right? Or for yeah, like in general, right, you. I mean, you have your own perception of of reality, and if if something is powerful enough to suspend that disbelief and get past that uncanny valley i guess in terms of and see this is the moment where i wanted colin to talk about the philosophical philosophical implications of ai and how we can right his knowledge goes way beyond how we can prove without a shadow of a doubt that um you know open ai is just a computer program doing a fancy parlor trick because that's what he'd say hey colin (laughs) i mean it's still maybe for now but you're you're getting glimpses of more what aren't we getting shown what isn't free on the internet that's easily google easily googleable and easily uh usable with a gmail account right i mean yeah i mean you've got to think that they've got tech that's years ahead of what we see in the public like behind closed doors and some of these companies absolutely sure right absolutely they do that with all kinds of of before. yeah why would ai be any different we should be naive to think that the people at OpenAI aren't talking to the people at boston dynamics because that is also definitely happening they're probably listening to us right now (laughs) i know what those uh those those flippy uh construction robots are thinking but (laughs) 
what what could the government do though like could there be like you know you have like a robotics code of ethics like could you do something like that for ai and have something that's kind of that's an excellent question i don't know like Like, in in, in some respects the government probably should that yeah the government probably should have some kind of regulation prepared but i don't necessarily trust this government to be able to to put out what is necessary mm-hmm. in order to uh to, to act to have it be meaningful without you know having their their hands in the cookie jar right yeah right there's so much uh, yeah i mean there's so much money in politics but like e- even if the intentions right and and it was written out perfectly and everybody agreed would it ever get passed probably I th- not i it think just that stay in ideally that's another story ideally, yeah initially at least regulation needs to come from media creation and specifically from there needs to be a regulation on what ai driven content what what fake content essentially can be produced and distributed and because the thing that scares me right is that there are a lot of stupid people a lot like a (laughs) lot and if i can very easily build a thing no one that listens to this podcast not the ballers no no, no. (laughs) the ballers <laughs> <laughs> say i slipped that in there we've been trying to say that for a while there, there you go, go. um <laughs> there are a lot of people who will believe if something that looks like joe biden comes on the screen and says something inflammatory that it's not him like mm-hmm. i mean the level of deep fake that is already possible is insane insane sure. mm-hmm. absolutely and so what if you can do that with a keystroke and what if you can do that for anybody like i mean like the Drake album, right? They put out an AI-driven Drake album that f- sold very well. They got the Beatles back together. I mean, they can do they can do anything right now. No, there there needs to yeah, yeah. there needs to be some thing for authenticity. Yes. Again, do I trust this government to do something about yeah, that? I the, unfortunately don't. The eagle-eyed or eagle-eared can still pick it out a lot of times, but it's you're right though. All it needs to do is just convince enough people to cause some kind of stir or cause some kind of crazy movement. And, that's it. Right. How do you know it's real? Like, and let's just push it out and be real crazy. Like in 10 years where everything is AI driven and commercials are, you know, you can film, a, you can create a news scene that never happened and make it look believable and fool 70% of the people, 80% of the people. What does it matter past yeah. that? Right. It used to be easy to spot a photoshopped image, but I see what you mean. It, it gets harder every, every year as everything gets better. Artists get better. And in this case, the computer gets better. Right. It's, I it's, feel like, is it me or I feel like we're just bumming out everyone out of this yeah, sorry about that. I love this. <laughs> We've been this, talking about some like big dark topics. I love this topic. <laughs> the dark episode. The dark episode. I, I, my next one probably not going to help too. By Black the way. balls. <laughs> Black we'll balls. Is the name, should be the name <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. The next topic. All right. So Apple CEO Tim Cook announced this week that Apple will be producing a new headset called the Vision Pro with virtual reality or augmented reality capabilities. It will cost $3,500, but they justify the cost because they say it will replace other electronics like television and will be seamless with other Apple products. So everyone, how will Apple's VR investment pan out? And is it any different than the attempts from other companies like Facebook? I mean, it'll be great. Apple makes great hardware. They have great engineers and they have great QA and it'll be great. Um, Would you buy I them? have, you can see it in the background. I have a, uh, uh, what is that? A Quest 2. Um, I, yeah. Oculus, yep, I yep. got a Quest 2 because it was wireless. 
and because it was um, pretty much exactly what I wanted. I, I can connect, I can be in a space, um, I can... All the meta stuff, honestly, I mean, I don't ever imagine... Um, our friend, um, Jeff, hey Jeff, um, works for a lot of companies and knows a lot of people who use um, a, lot of the, a lot of the Facebook meta worlds. Um, and he has friends who have to take meetings in meta. The meeting stuff in meta is cool, but I would never, ever, 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 ever work for a company that did that. Because I think that having that very big, very awkward thing on my face for six hours would literally drive me insane. Yeah. VR itself is cool. Um, I think it is a lot cooler than I ever imagined it to be. Um, we play a game, um, keep talking and we don't explode, which essentially puts you in a room with a bomb and your friends who don't have the headset on have to tell you how to disarm the bomb, which is so fun, especially when you're drinking. Yeah, yeah they have the instruction manual, but the person in the VR headset just has the bomb. Right. In the and room, the, the light, the lights turn to. off in the room. <laughs> yep. You can pick the bomb up and turn the bomb over. Um, there's a whole bunch of really cool immersive shooter games. Um, if you guys live in a major metro, there's tons of arcades in major metros with giant VR rooms, like, you know, 10 by 10, 12 by 12 VR rooms where you can do nice, where you can do immersive VR shooters with your friends, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just amazing stuff you can do. Um, so Apple, Apple's going to put out a great product. Um, I think $3,500 is too expensive for a VR headset. Um, I think the meta was, or the horizon, or the, well, I keep saying the wrong word, the Quest. <laughs> the Quest was in the two or three hundreds. And essentially, it's a gaming console. And people thought that it's was too much. It's a gaming console, and people should price it as a gaming console. So it's... Yeah. Well, I will say the difference with this one, and at least as far as what Apple's marketing, and from what I can tell, the Sony's micro oled chip that's in there for the displays for each eye um this goes way beyond any other vr headset in terms of just raw visual quality i don't know about supposedly i don't know about the audio quality and i they're talking about using ray tracing for sound i'm like okay (laughs) so that was another hook that they had with the fact that you could watch like a 4k movie in in this and it almost it's almost like watching an imax it's the pixel density is insane it's like 64 times uh like a one of their iphones or something like that it's it's absolutely absurd and uh as far as i know brightness for like for hdr this thing can get to like 5,000 nits and it's probably just because it's so close to your eye right because it's the the way brightness is measured for for nits is it's a candle at i believe like a meter difference and basically like sound um it's a square value of depreciation the further you get away from it. So the fact that it's that close, it can run much brighter. You can have like an HDR image that is absolutely incredible, like better than any TV that exists right now, even the brand new QD OLEDs that Samsung and LG, or well, Samsung and Sony are putting out. So in that respect, you really now, if the sound is is going to match the picture, okay, you're spending $3,500 on this thing, putting it up against some people's $70,000 home theaters in their in their houses. So suddenly the price now makes a little bit more I sense. compared to that, it's cheaper. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, and that's... This is, this is a high-end audiophile video file product, right? Uh, I think that's how they're going to market it, is something beyond, like your average heads. Oh, and by the way, it can do 3D and VR. And they, they Apple also did acknowledge that um I mean it's it's kind of a thick and uh, thick and, and clunky headset still and they 
they know that the future is maybe just something as small as just a pair of glasses, you know, like Google Glass was. Yeah. Um, so they did kind of recognize that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a little secret, though. Um, VR headsets do not work on me. Really? You're too smart for them. Because I am left eye dominant. Mm. So it, it doesn't really, I mean, it kind of works. I can, I, like I'm left eye dominant, so I can kind of see it on the left, but everything on the right is just either blurry or it just doesn't come in at all. So, oh, wow. Um, so you don't get the, people the stereoscopic like me, effect? Pe- pe- yeah. So people like me, and I don't know about, you know, people with other kind of vision problems, like people with astigmatism, um, will they be able to use this? I don't know. It can be tricky. I used to have astigmatism um, before I got LASIK, and uh, but I'm trying to remember if I like went to a 3D movie before that. So I feel like that was right around the era where they yeah, were. Yeah, I always have right? I always have problems with 3D movies because I can only see like half the stuff. Yeah, but at least for astigmatism, like you could correct that with contacts and stuff. But right, uh, there are certain other eye conditions where you can't, and so I don't know. I I've been told that I could potentially get it fixed with laser surgery, but yeah. because my brain is so used to having one eye being dominant. Um, the repercussions of it are potentially going to be kind of awkward or bad just because my brain might get confused. You'd have or, to do some exercises uh, probably for it. Yeah, to- but I've, I've been able to function, you know, for almost 42 years of my life being left eye dominant. I can still play sports. Um, like I can, I was able to hit a baseball, I'm able to hit a tennis racket yeah, so. uh, or tennis ball, excuse me, with a tennis racket. So I've been able to manage, um, but uh, yeah, uh, virtual reality, uh, headsets and 3d glasses generally do not work for people. I get a reasonable me. amount of vertigo sometimes, especially when, um, we do like heights or like, there's a couple of cool mm. YouTube TVs where you're like doing free climbs with free climbers, which is super fun, but also it makes me super dizzy. So I'm just like, oh God. And I hold on to my chair. I'm like, I'm going to die. There are definitely some people that are more predisposed to that. Like, right, you hear a lot of people that get vertigo from VR. Sometimes it's it's the people. Sometimes it's the headset itself not having, either not having enough resolution um, or it's too, the latency is too high. And just that tiny little amount, like, right, even like a 20 millisecond latency on a VR headset matters way more when your field of view is all the way around your head as mm-hmm. opposed to like, mm-hmm. you know, your typical. So that's the other thing. I get really TV. bad motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> that's doubly bad. <laughs> so yeah, it could be both, right? So you don't want, you don't want to try mine out then is what you're saying. Probably not. Oh. Hmm. It's hella fun. It's while I'm easy on. I'm easy like the next topic. Bill's OTAs are underway, and safety DeMar Hamlin took his usual spot in the defensive secondary. This is a great story. Yep. It was the first time he was in an OTA open practice open to the media and that Hamlin wore his helmet and fully participated after almost losing his life on the field back in January of this year. Uh, he also participated in some tight coverage against Naheem Himes and Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, the next stop, according to GM Brandon Bean, will be putting on pads and tackling during camp. Uh, Bean is not expecting Hamlin to start camp on either the PUP or the NFI, and he has been medically cleared to resume play since April. Um, Hamlin's whole story continues to be amazing, and his progress has impressed his team and the public. Um, do you think he plays this season, and should he? This seems so soon to me. It really does. Um, now, if he's been medically cleared, great. So do I think he'll play this year? Probably. Do I think he's going to start? Probably not to start the season, but maybe later on. Um, do I think it's too soon? 
to me, I I, I kind of hit upon this earlier. I, it sounds really soon to me. Now, I'm not a listen. I am not a doctor. Um, I do have not studied medicine. I don't know. Just my first instinct is this sounds sounds super super soon, but I don't know. Pete, being the Resident Bills fan, what no. do you think? I I mean it. It comes down to the player. I mean, if he's physically medically cleared to go, then it's you've got to be mentally cleared to go as well. And I feel like we saw an example of uh, Tre'Davious White last year coming back from an ACL injury that happened in twenty one was still not right and still not really uh, fully seemed like engaged or ready to play uh, at the end of last season, which is well over a year after he healed. And I, every player approaches that differently Um, with Hamlin. I know. So preseason is going to be the big test, right? Cause that's going to be the first time he's going to get hit. And the nice thing for DeMar though, is that um, the reason that he was starting so much last season is because Micah Hyde got his neck got injured hurt. in, uh, I was going to say episode two, in the game two of the season. <laughs> and um, The second episode you know, of all, the Bills. Yes, the second episode of the football thing. Um, football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so DeMar was basically their starting safety last year uh, in place of Micah Hyde, which that won't be the case this year. Hyde and Poyer are back healthy, so he will be, and he's not... Um, uh, they have Teron Johnson for their their nickel corner, so Demar is thank kind of in a nice way fourth on the depth chart, so he can ease his way back into things. But he'll still probably end up playing. Oh, yeah, he'll play so, uh, even if he's. Will he play special teams? Probably not. I'm guessing he's not going to play special. I teams. wouldn't. <laughs> that that would be one concession or like yeah right for playing. It's like I'm not going to do the that. risk of that is probably a little too much, especially considering those are usually the hardest hits. Yep, but um. I, I I just have a feeling he'll he'll be out there. He'll he'll probably be out there that first game somehow. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, right. The first time they're in a dime package, he's especially the first time in Buffalo. It's also yeah. a good sports story. Oh yeah, good sports story. And and he seems it's a great sports story. He seems energetic in practice. He he did yeah. practice in. You said yeah. He's he's practicing in full full team drills now. Right. Which is the first so. time since the accident. Yep. Yeah. It was just just the other day. So mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. And I he mean, did a heart and a three for his number. Yes, he did. Does he? Here's a question for you guys: Does he, by default, win NFL Comeback Player of the Year, or is there? No. Okay, I mean, it, it, it can still go first. back to somebody else. Right, of course. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll see how he, he may comes not be back. a big enough name. I mean, I think people people will root for him. Yes, yeah, come for back sure. and maybe not even start, but because he's on Micah Hyde's mm-hmm. team. But maybe if he plays, and yeah. he plays, even if he doesn't win it reasonably, I think he might. Yeah. I think it'd be nice to have him as an as if not an honorable mention. Or like a nominee or something, but I mean, maybe give him a like another kind of award. Yeah, sure. Potentially, I mean, he, he just did die for... twice playing football, which is twice more than <laughs> anyone else. Thank. I'm just thinking of um, Alex we're, Smith. We're glad you're alive. Yes, yes. We are glad you're yes, alive definitely. tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for not dying. <laughs> yes. Um, just reminds me of Alex Smith, right? When he his leg just completely exploded. Oh, right? the that leg injury. And I mean, bad. poor guy almost lost his leg, and he ended up coming back and playing a full season with the. Well, now Washington football team, or no, Washington commanders, were they the football team then, or were they still the Redskins? They were not the football team. Okay. Either way, he played for Washington, and I think he won comeback player of the year, but he was a little bit higher profile before the injury, right? Starting quarterback and a bunch of teams, so. Yeah. And coming back. Well, he had a pretty good year, too. He did. So he, he definitely played enough to, I see what you mean, like, did enough on the field to really earn that objectively as well as, like from a feel good 
perspective. Where what do we feel? So do, how many games do you think he's going to play? I'm going to start with Pete. I bet he I bet he's sprinkled in most of them honestly. Yeah? If he's ready, he's ready. I mean, if Bean it, has, it sounds like he is. If Bean is already telling the press that he is not going to be popped and he's not going to be NFI'd, he's going to start the season healthy, so he is probably He's going to be on the active roster yeah. potentially, right. yeah. So, but his snap count I bet is going to be pretty limited. Yeah, well, he'll, um, he may yeah. he may not be fourth in the depth chart I at agree. first. On a healthy Bills secondary, I don't think he makes that team yet. Right? Um, I mean, I don't think he makes that starting lineup. I'm just, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, well, that's what no, I was saying. He it, doesn't make the starting all lineup. All else aside, he's he's their number four because right. only because Taron Johnson is very specifically their nickel corner. So he's by default their third. And Micah Hyde's Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde's Micah Hyde, yeah. Right. So um, I think that as far as the value add that he had, I mean, before he got hurt, the value add he had last season and keeping that secondary together, I think was invaluable, right? Mm-hmm. And then and actually, after, after he almost dies, and I mean, I just don't think they win after that. I think they were just all yeah. too distracted. Right. Come to think of it too, if they run a dime, does that even put a third safety in the the field or a third corner? So if that's the case, then he wouldn't even see action then. Technically dime is a fourth corner. Okay, so then, yeah, maybe you may not even see him for that, right? Since but, he's more uh, if you go, uh, if you do like a quarter or a dollar defense, that that tends to have uh, three safeties. Gotcha. Football one hundred and one. There you go. That's what I was digging for. Uh, I haven't been paying attention. When does Von Miller come back? Uh, he says week one. I don't believe that. I'm going <laughs> to guess like week five or six, and that's still pretty ambitious. Pete, can you explain to everyone who doesn't know Von Miller's injury? So, you know, that run of the mill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it shows you how different. Not exactly a young man. No, but it shows you how not different exactly young man. different players respond to it. Younger so, than we yes. are. Yeah. But for 34, I think. It's for pro football. So, Tredavious White tore his ACL Thanksgiving Day 2021 season. Came back at the end, uh, came back on Thanksgiving this year, but barely played and wasn't really himself, I would argue, until maybe even the playoffs. And even then, he wasn't 100%. Um, he's going to be a different player this year. I think he's going to be hopefully back to himself again. Um, mm-hmm. Vaughn tore his ACL Thanksgiving 2022, and he's already saying he's got no problems with the knee and can do every drill that, that he wants. It can happen. Adrian Peterson, I believe, he tore his ACL in December or January, and he came back week one the very next year. That's incredible. So it can happen. Yeah, I mean, Adrian was a freak of nature and i, I guess von miller you is too so <laughs> don't count out those it guys yeah all right final topic Fight. <laughs> no 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 it's final it's the <laughs> topic rewind right. wah, 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 wah. final topic <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome so it has been well documented on this show how much John loves Aaron Rodgers. One of the reasons was the never-ending saga of possible retirement. This not only spanned multiple months, but also mul- multiple seasons. <laughs> and while we're probably not done having that conversation, causing John's veins to pulse, it seems that LeBron James wants to hop on the train with rumors of his possible retirement after this past NBA season. So, everyone, is LeBron James possibly retiring the next never-ending story? The never-ending story. Wah, 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 wah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I even care, honestly. 
Okay. Really. Wait, don't sugarcoat really it. Tell me how you really feel. Um, he had a great season for an old man. I mean, he did have a pretty good I year. I think it's different. He we're we're just as old as LeBron. <laughs> yeah, not but really. we're not. I, I ride a yeah, desk every slightly day, younger. as do the both of you, so I don't think it's the same. Um, <laughs> I think that the... He's not going to retire. He's not going to retire. retire. I think the Lakers were a very good basketball story this year. I think that they had a good season. They made the playoffs. They did well in the first round. I mean, they just hit... They hit the Nuggets, who we already discussed are the best team in basketball right now and are going to win the NBA Finals. I mean, do if they don't hit the Nuggets, they probably win more games, honestly. Um... No, <laughs> they overachieved they this did. year. They did. Um, but LeBron, I mean, LeBron looked a little old and he got punched in the balls in the playoffs. Um, he did get punched mm, in the balls. But yeah. Do I, too do soon. I think he's got to retire. <laughs> I don't think he's got to retire. I don't No, He's I not going to retire. At the end of the day, you're not going to turn down $40 million. If you, but that's the thing. Mm. We're going to talk about this. Is he for a while? He'll make a decision yeah. maybe right before the season. Is he going to need to have like a season or two like Jordan had at the end of his career, like when he was in the Wizards? No. We don't talk about the Jordan crazy years. <laughs> yeah, those two years did not <laughs> count. Oh, okay. the Wizards and then just laid strike them from the books. Wasn't he should have definitely retired. He should have definitely yeah. retired of the game winning shot against Byron Russell and the Jets or the Jazz. That game-winning shot—that's mm. how his career should yeah. have ended, and that's how I remember it. Is that? Did you see? Right. Did you see the Jordan movie yet, Mark? Mike, Mark? Uh, no, I, I haven't. haven't. He will take it my name personally. If, you've if only you've you only known uh, me for twenty plus years, and I don't know my name. It's, it's very disappointing. It's late, and Ish. I'm old. <laughs> as we've as we've established, we're just trying to see um, how many other things can go wrong in this episode. <laughs> nothing's going wrong. So LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> I, I messed up. LeBron the intro. has been known. LeBron has been known for saying things and then just totally going backwards on it or something like that. Like he's also said he wants to play with his his son Bronny. Mm, That'd be cool. That would be cool. Who is two years away? I I think it's two years away from being in the NBA. Wow. Well, he did he commit to a year. college yet? I believe he's committed to a college. Hmm. Do I know what that college is on <laughs> top of my head? No, I think I wait. I want to say it's either USC or UCLA. I, I could be wrong about that. Let's let's get our researcher I'm on, on that. Yeah, uh, USC. Good call. <laughs> Have, or yes. USC. So uh, so he'll play college this year, mm -hmm. and then he'll go to the NBA. So and who knows what team he goes to? LeBron has definitely said he wants to play with the Sun. Um, we'll see what happens with that. So potentially LeBron James is going to play at least two more years. I mean, he could. He's he's the, yeah. the man is a tank. He, he could definitely. Oh, his yeah. body should be able to take it. Sure. I mean, even non-prime LeBron would still probably be at at worst average starter level in the league, right? Like 40-year-old LeBron. I don't know. Yeah, but you have that mentality. I mean, going back to Michael Jordan on the Wizards. That's true. Yeah, yeah I guess that, he did kind of he fall off He still thought there. he was Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he was right. You have to which change. In times he, there were some days he, he was. was. Yeah. But you're not going to do that all the time. And he, some days he, he was. was. <laughs> I could see that, right? It's a lot of it is is being aware of yourself and knowing like how to change your style and play play to your ability that helps the team the best because if you're right if you're trying to like superhero it out there when you're just not that person anymore you're just hurting yourself and the team well with the way that the game has changed lebron could legitimately be at center yeah 
Yeah. Like he's played center in the past. He he doesn't have to do he doesn't have to play on a wing and, and drive to the basket anymore. Right. He could essentially just be the center and play in the low block and maybe do a couple he's he's got a pretty decent post game. Um he could distribute it from from there. So that's a that's a way to kind of save his career a little bit. Now he's playing with Anthony Davis, who mm-hmm. also is a who who is more of a center than he is. Uh, but you know that's back in the day when the, in the eighties and nineties, like like John and I like to talk about. You had two bigs down, uh, okay. down down in the post. Uh, maybe one was in the high post, one was in the low post. You could theoretically and some do of it. them were very mean and meant to hurt people, like Charles Oakley. Very mean. <laughs> and Sc- oh, Charles Oakley and, and Patrick Scottie Ewing. Pippen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Or what about the Pistons with Bill Ambeer? Bill Ambeer was very mean. <laughs> it was a very mean. <laughs> actually going back to the Bulls. That was like Bill Cartwright and Horace Grant. Oh, Those were the two bigs that. for for I the Bulls. That Bulls Oof. <laughs> hmm. That was like you, but you had you had two people down in the block. I mean, that that was time. like Pete and the Cowboys. Every time the Knicks were good. Every time. Every time. And the Knicks were good for a long time in the nineties. Every time mm. the Knicks were for a long, long every time. time the Knicks were good, the Bulls were better. Every time. You had Patrick Ewing. You yeah. had Patrick and, Ewing. Yeah, he was either the Pistons or the Bulls. Or the Pacers that one year. Or the Pacers, that yeah. One. Reggie Miller scoring nine points in three uh, seconds. Love that. That's one of my favorite uh, NBA plays. It made me so sad, Pete. Yeah, that... that explains, I know what you mean. Did I explain this play, play to you? Which play? So, 14 seconds left in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, back mm. when I was maybe 10. Um... The Knicks were up by nine, ten. They were up by a lot. And um, Reggie Miller, who was a shooting guard on the Pacers, he shot a three. And then, so what okay. happens when um, a team scores is the other team gets the ball. They have to pass it in. They have to dribble it down the court. He stole the mm-hmm. inbound pass, backed up, shot a three. Ooh. And then he did it. Oh, but wait, there's again. more. <laughs> He's like, he, he stole the inbound what? pass, backed up. And shot a three. And this, oh my by the God. way, is in the span of four seconds. And so I literally, it was late. I was like, I guess I'm going to bed. Sweet. The Knicks won. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. And then oh, they, that's got to be heart wrenching. And then they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like we like to say, epic. professional sports is all momentum. Play. I think they went into overtime Until after that isn't. performance. And then obviously they lost in overtime and lost the series because their, their hearts were literally ripped out. Oof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's like yeah. You, you probably just deflate your your hopes and dreams at that point. Mm. You're playing like, how could that have happened? Mm. That was like uh, not, not like, but a resemblant to Game Four of the NBA, uh, the, the the semifinals this year, where the Knicks couldn't get an mm. offensive a defensive rebound to save their life against the Miami Heat. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> there was one play that the Heat got three three defensive rebounds. That's a minute of basketball gone, just gone. No points. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. As as Sad I tend panda. to. <laughs> Sad panda. Sad panda. Bam. The Knicks are also very good at rebounding this year, so the whole thing was very confusing. All right. So that has been our ten topics. Uh, we'd like to thank our guest, even though he didn't was wasn't able to join us. Thanks, Colin, for trying to get get here. We'll get him again. <laughs> it's a long season. We'll get him again. Uh, please follow or like us on our socials at If These Balls Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and on the YouTube channel, which hopefully you are watching right now. Our website is www.ifthesepaulsgoodtalk.com. 
where you can see our sports news of the day, our AI story hour, or you can talk to us through If these balls could talk pod.com. All right. Maybe I did screw that up a little bit. (laughs) All right. So this is Mark Pesci and for my partner, John Companion, producer Pete Steffen. That's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. Bye, everyone. If these balls.